Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host Nick Berlansky and today we'll get into the defense a little bit for the Pittsburgh Penguins because Kyle Dubas reshaped a lot of this roster over the past seven days and obviously we've talked about it ad nauseum throughout multiple different episodes, whether that be of Penguins to Go, which you're listening to right now, or Tip of the Iceberg podcast. New episodes coming out normally every Tuesday and Thursday, but we took yesterday off for Independence Day. But we talked about the Riley Smith deal. We talked about the NHL draft. We talked about the slew of moves. Eight signings on Saturday, three signings on Sunday, one signing on Monday that we haven't touched upon yet, and I will today. So a lot of moves have been made by Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The plan is starting to come into focus. Free agency was spent on defensive-minded additions. You locked up two goaltenders, one in Tristan Jari, one in Alex Nedeljkovic. They spent $27 million on Ryan Graves. They signed forwards Nola Chari, Lars Eller, and Matt Nieto, all players that are more so defensive signings than offensive signings. But, according to multiple sources, including Elliot Friedman of the 32 Thoughts podcast, Kyle Dubas is by no means done changing up the roster. The Eric Carlson trade, which we talked about on Monday, is by no means the only trade that Dubas has cooking right now. It looms large over the next week or two. Let's get that straight. Dubas and Carlson are both interested, and the Sharks feel like they hold all the cards and could wait out for the best deal, according to Rob Rossi of The Athletic. But, another quote this time from Elliot Freeman Chasing Carlson isn't the only thing remaining for Kyle Dubas. So, while yes, a lot of the moves have been done, and it seems as if maybe the picture is is clear. Maybe you can put it in a frame and put it up there. That's what the team's going to look like heading into training camp. While it seems that way, looks can be deceiving, I guess. I guess Kyle Dubas has a lot more up his sleeve. But, with no cap space, we just mentioned it earlier, about a million and a half over the NHL salary cap. Reshaping any portion of this NHL roster is going to include salary needing to move out in a trade. The forward core currently seems fairly set, maybe with the exception of a cap dump in Mikhail Granlund, right? The majority of the bottom six was just signed two days ago, three days ago. Uh, Obviously, Riley Smith was just acquired. Crosby and Malkin, that's not even a question. Brian Rust is on a no-move clause. Ricard Raquel, that would seem a little bit interesting, considering the season he just had. And Jake Gensel's a 40-goal scorer, so unless you're bringing back something commensurate, I don't see how a team that has basically, with their moves, stated that they are still in a championship window would trade away a 40-goal scorer unless they get something massive in return. And I would not consider Eric Carlson... No matter how that shakes out, Eric Carlson in, Jake Gensel out, I don't consider that a good trade-off for the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I doubt Jake Gensel's on the trade block. So, nothing really on the forward side. The remaining moves then, by process of elimination, seem to be a restructuring of the defense. Bringing up the question that I wanted to answer on today's episode, who's on the trade block for the Penguins on defense? Right? If there has to be a restructuring for the second straight offseason on defense, 
who's safe and who's most likely to be traded based on where we stand today. And it's July 5th. I'm recording this at around 2.25 in the afternoon, just in case, you know, considering the time of year, any of this is outdated by the time you actually get to listen to it. But let's start with the players that are safe. Ryan Graves, it's pretty easy as to why he's safe, right? The Penguins' top prize in free agency this year, there's not a chance that you sign that guy to trade him. So cut and dry, easy conversation, Ryan Graves is safe. Chris Letang as well. First of all, he has a full no-move clause until 2026, so that's not going to happen. We know Chris Letang doesn't want to leave the city of Pittsburgh, doesn't want to leave the Penguins organization, so highly doubt, even if they asked him to, that he would waive his no-move clause. That's not happening. Not to mention that even without that, that would be a suicide mission for Kyle Dubas, who is not even two months into his tenure as Pittsburgh Penguins president of hockey operations. Marcus Pedersen is a name that is apparently off the table right now. From Elliot Friedman of 32 Thoughts, quote, the Penguins are really hopeful for Pedersen and hope that he continues to grow and perform. That's a good thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins in my eye. I stated on Monday's episode, listen, if an Eric Carlson deal involves Marcus Pedersen, then I don't want the deal. I don't. But it seems as if the Pittsburgh Penguins view Marcus Pedersen as an important piece to their defense, even if they're looking to restructure. Good call. (laughs) Good call on the Penguins' part on that one. And the other player that's safe is uh, Will Butcher for the same reason that Ryan Graves is safe. Will Butcher was signed literally two days ago, unlikely that he gets traded in the coming months or even before the season starts. We didn't get a chance to talk about him, so I'll talk about it really quickly. Penguins signed him to a one-year contract, $775,000. As everybody might remember, back in 2017-18, the Penguins were among the finalists to sign him out of college when he was playing for the University of Denver. He was a highly touted offensive-style defenseman, and instead of coming to the Penguins, He went to the New Jersey Devils, had a great rookie season with New Jersey, scored about 44 points, showed that he had that offensive upside, was the quarterback of their power play in one of their down seasons, I mind you, but had a really good rookie year. At this point, the left-handed defenseman is 28 years old, and he spent the entirety of last season in the American Hockey League playing for the Texas Stars, the affiliate of the Dallas Stars, of course. So he's a depth signing on the left side. Now, I wanted to bring him up last as players that are safe because that makes it really interesting. Because the Pittsburgh Penguins obviously are going out to try to acquire right-shot defenseman Eric Carlson. And you would have to imagine that if Jeff Petrie, who is definitely a name that's on the trade block, we've seen that over several instances over the past couple of weeks, Jeff Petrie is a name that the Penguins would like to move on from, and almost have to move on from if they're going to bring in Eric Carlson because of the contract and because of the cap hit. But if the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to grab Eric Carlson, it seems as if Petrie might not be the defenseman because he has that modified no-trade, modified no-move clause where he can put out a 15-team no-trade list. And it's as simple as him saying, I don't want to go to the Sharks. That's one of the 15 teams, and also saying that he doesn't want to go to any other team that might be a third-party candidate to help facilitate this trade. So if that wipes it out and the Penguins still want to acquire Eric Carlson, 
There's a couple other names that could go, and a good bit of them play left side defense, right? You have your one, you have your two. Ryan Graves, Marcus Pedersen, if you're considering that you need to keep Marcus Pedersen, right? If the Penguins are the way that Elliot Friedman said, they're going to keep Marcus Pedersen. So then it's P.O. Joseph or Ty Smith. Could one of them be a name to look for in the Eric Carlson sweepstakes? Because let's get this straight. Will Butcher is not a guy that should be starting in your top six next year. Even if the Penguins trade one of P.O. Joseph or Ty Smith, the other one is likely your third pairing left side defenseman. And Butcher isn't even the number four on the rosters or the depth chart. It's going to be at that point, probably Mark Friedman. So they just bolstered their depth on the left side with Butcher, making me feel like even if they're not included, there's a good chance that the Pittsburgh Penguins try to move out one of P.O. Joseph or Ty Smith. That's just a personal belief, personal factor here, because one, they're two of the best actual prospect pieces that the Pittsburgh Penguins could attach to any trade package. And if the Pens are looking to get Eric Carlson, it's going to take a lot more than, hey, Jeff Petrie to make the make the money work. First round pick. It's going to cost probably one of P.O. Joseph or Ty Smith. That's big braining it maybe. That might be why Will Butcher was brought in to kind of try to bolster the left side in the depth department. So I wouldn't be surprised if, obviously, Petrie's on the trade block. We've heard that. Might be hard for them to move him, but we've heard that they're trying to. Jan Ruda is an interesting name that I haven't brought up yet this episode. If they can't move Petrie, because there is a realistic chance that, listen, he has 15 teams on his no-trade list. That leaves 16 that the Penguins could trade him to. And let's be honest, the overall majority of the NHL does not view Jeff Petrie as a contract that they are eager to bring on, right? So there is an outside chance. I wouldn't even say an outside chance. There's a pretty good chance that Jeff Petrie doesn't go anywhere, even if the Penguins are trying to trade him. And if that doesn't happen, and they need a little bit more cap space, a little bit more cap flexibility, yes, P.O. Joseph and Ty Smith are pieces that could help facilitate maybe a bigger trade like an Eric Carlson or bring back somebody worth of substance. Jan Ruda is probably the quickest path to a defensive change there. He's third-pairing defenseman making $2.75 million for two more seasons. And an important piece to this, he has no clauses. He has no modified no trade. He doesn't have a no-move clause. He can be moved freely to any of the other 31 teams across the National Hockey League. And I would probably consider him somebody that has more value across the NHL than a Jeff Petrie. Because not only is he cheaper for a player that might not be as good as Jeff Petrie at his best. But at the very least, Jan Ruda being a defensive defenseman, he's cheaper and he can play both sides. Whereas you're not going to play Jeff Petrie really on his offside at this point of his career. So Ruda might be another name to look out for. Joseph Smith, we talked about them. They could be pieces to a larger deal. Or even if the Pittsburgh Penguins are hoping to 
undo the logjam that they have, or at the very least, just go out and try to change things up. One of them might be on the trade block just in order to recoup some assets for potential future trades. I think Ty Smith would probably be your best option in that department. Now, he is a little bit younger. He has a little bit more offensive upside than P.O. Joseph. And let's face it, P.O. Joseph of the two is the better defensively, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have skewed defense over the past couple of days when it comes to their roster decisions. So if they're skewing defense, Ty Smith might be the one of the two that they're more likely to trade. The other two names that I'll throw out here just because they're low on the Penguins depth chart, and as of right now, neither of them are currently in the top six, Chad Ruedel or Mark Friedman. And it is an or. You don't trade both of them because both of them are capable seventh defensemen. They're guys that have shown that they can sit up in the press box for weeks on end, come out, and perform pretty well when given the opportunity, even after sitting up in the press box for five, six games at a time. Rue Weedle has proven that he could be a solid everyday option in the National Hockey League. Friedman, to an extent, has done that as well in his career. If the Penguins need flexibility and they want to unclog the logjam, one of these two guys could present some value around the league. Could be, again, similar to what I said about trading Ty Smith. If he's not part of a bigger deal, could be a, a trade in order to recoup a draft pick, maybe two lower draft picks, smaller assets that the Pittsburgh Penguins could then potentially flip later on, say, around the trade deadline. Or, just in general, to have more picks. Because, at the end of the day, the Penguins need just as many draft picks at this point as they do actual players in the AHL because they just have nobody. So, who's not on the block? I, I mentioned four names. Chris Letang, Ryan Graves, Marcus Pedersen, and Will Butcher. None of them are on the trade block. I would Marcus Pedersen's the only one that's questionable, and from current reports, it seems as if he's not on the block, and that's a good thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Players that are on the block, Jeff Petrie is is chief among these prospects right here. Is chief among trade opportunity. Whether they can do it or not, that's a different question. Then, if they can't, leads to Jan Ruda. Then you have Pierre-Olivier Joseph and Ty Smith. Again, I think that even if they're not part of a bigger deal, one of them might get traded this offseason. And then you have Chad Ruweedle and Mark Friedman, both of which it's not imperative that you get them off the roster because, as we saw last year, Mark Friedman has the ability to slide through waivers once or twice. And Chad Ruweedle is a great seventh defenseman, a nice guy to have in case of injury. So, again, the Penguins are looking to make some more moves. That's coming from Rossi. That's coming from Friedman. So if they're looking to make moves, it seems like it's going to be on the defense. And those five names should not get comfortable and should not have plans to come to Pittsburgh in September because it might change at the drop of a hat. That's going to be it for this episode of Penguins to Go. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from.